Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Caffeinated Photog podcast. Thank you all so much for joining me in today's episode. Really excited about the uh, information I'm going to talk about today. Before I get started, I just had to say I have literally recorded this episode eight different times before I felt comfortable to just go, you know what, I'm going for it and we will see how it goes. Uh, I feel like I've been doing that every single episode since I first started. Actually, I take it back because the very first episode, I was very raw and real from the beginning and I didn't edit it at all. I just went with it and it worked out for the most part and still to this day has been the highest listened to episode that I've put out. So crazy how talking about divorce draws attention, isn't it? (laughs) Anyway, for today's episode, since we are literally within the last week of the last month of this year, how wild is that? I'm so glad to say goodbye to 2020. I'm going to call it the event because I almost wish it never even happened. I'm ready to forget that this year even happened. The only exception to that is the fact that I got married this year. That is the light at the end of the tunnel is what I call the event. (laughs) And there hasn't been a whole lot of good things going on otherwise. Um, So basically what I wanted to do for today's episode is just kind of recap what's happened this year with me and what things I've learned and what my goals are for next year. And I've got quite a few. So I'm very excited and I'm ready to get started. Number one I wanted to go over is just kind of a brief recap of what happened in 2020. Now, we're all aware of COVID and the wildfires from this past summer, the presidential elections, um, so many other things going on in the politics world, beautiful people dying from all sorts of different things, not just COVID. So this year has just been, without saying bad words, a poop show, <laughs> to say the least. That's putting it lightly. So I'm fairly certain everybody is with me when I stand and say, hasta la vista, c'est la vie, bye Felicia. 2020, we no longer want you. And it's not to say that 2021 is just going to be this fantastic year for all of us. It's going to be a total difference. That's probably not going to be the case. Or at least, I mean, I'm not, I don't want to be a Debbie Downer, but I don't want to stand here with hopes like we did for in 2019, expecting 2020 to be better. I don't want to say, oh, it's my year and I'm going to get, you know, A through Z done. That may not be the case because of COVID. It very well still could be with us for a number of months. So I want to be practical. I want to be logical and reasonable in expecting that it still could be a bit of a difficult uphill battle, but I'm more hopeful that I will still be able to accomplish much more meaningful goals for myself. The ones that I wasn't able to do this year, or just to be honest with everything going on, I lost all motivation to do. And I do know that a lot of people faced that same battle as me, let alone, let's talk about it briefly, uh, pandemic fatigue. 
And that's kind of a, a phrase that I've heard, not only with my Bible meetings, but a lot of outside people in the news media, social media, are talking about it. It's a very real thing because we've been dealing with this for over nine months now. And it's wild. It's bananas. I mean, really thinking about how much we've all been dealing with this pandemic. And I really feel safe saying there's not one soul on this entire planet that has not been touched by this pandemic in one way, shape, or form. In fact, I was so saddened to find out about a story of someone recently, this past week, in fact, this dear lady living in Arizona, specifically on an Indian reserve, lost 35 family members to the pandemic, to COVID. And I'll say that again, because I had to listen to this story several times before it really sunk in just how devastating it was. 35 family members. So that's excluding any family friends, any acquaintances, neighborhood people, just 35 family members alone lost to this pandemic. That is that is so devastating. And I don't personally or I haven't personally heard of any other stories close to that. It does not mean that they're not out there. I just haven't heard of it. But I just thought, wow, that's that's like almost one whole side of a family for me. And I couldn't imagine losing that many family members. And she was definitely not not in a good place. And it, it took everything in her to tell the story and explain why she fully believed in wearing your mask, social distancing, washing your hands, sanitize everything. I mean, to a point of like, they're wiping down all their mail and packages that come in, um, everything they buy from the store before they set it on counters. They're at their they're, they're literally at their door on the outside before they even open anything. They're wiping down everything, including the bags. I mean, they're going above and beyond, and I can understand why. And the sad part is because they're in an Indian reserve in Arizona, I mean, they're literally in the middle of the desert. So out of anywhere, you would think any isolated places in the cold or in the heat would be protected or the likelihood of COVID reaching that far or reaching into places like that is so slim if not non-existent well now we were proven wrong so i just my heart absolutely went out to her and i just i felt so so helpless for her um so i just i wanted to share that quick story because i think it's a it's a a sobering reminder for everyone out there just how important it is to really listen and do our part. And I think some people, just to kind of go a little bit further with this, I think some people are getting so caught up on businesses are having to close their doors or only working at like 25% capacity. And as much as it makes sense that it's hurting the economy, it's hurting them, their lives are essential and we totally understand it. But what I do understand from a logical sense on the other side of things is the 
the medical scene. They're so overwhelmed in so many places that they are literally turning people away from the ER. And this is happening a lot more frequently than I think is being talked about and it should be. And that's because they are so overwhelmed with COVID cases and it's overwhelming them. They have no beds. So it's it's creating such a destabilized system right now that people who need a bed can't even find one or have to go counties away, states away. It's it's bad. It's really bad. And there's a reason why they're locking down. Yes, it sucks. Yes, it's awful. And I know coming from my position, I and my husband have been able to keep our jobs. So obviously, I can't fully say that I understand business owners that are having to close their doors or their businesses entirely. I can't say I understand how you feel, but I can sympathize to the degree of I would hate to feel that way. I would hate to go through that, you know, and I just can't imagine. But I do understand the other end of things is trying to keep things as orderly as possible. I I do get it. And I don't want to be the bad guy. I'm not saying, you know, that they have the right to shut down your businesses and so forth. That's definitely not what I'm saying. But I am saying I do at least understand and see both sides of the coin here. Um, And it's just, it's basically... There's really no right way at this point. Either way, something bad is happening. So I guess it's like, which which of the, which what are you going to mark as the lesser evil, I guess, in this situation? But that was not the full extent of, you know, the things that I want to talk about. But it's just been something that has been on my mind the last few weeks since we had to re-shut down here in California. I think we're up to like 40 counties or something like that that is completely shut down. I probably should have Googled that number before I shot it out there. So hopefully I'm close-ish to the right number. (laughs) Um, But anyway, so that is just kind of what's been on my mind the last few weeks since the re-shutdowns. One thing this past year that I really started doing, especially once the shutdowns first happened in March, um, since me and my husband couldn't have a honeymoon, at least not not your average, let's get out of, you know, Dodge, let's get out of town and go somewhere. You know, we, we did, but it wasn't in the same manner and it was just for a day. Um, And then in September, we did celebrate our six-month anniversary uh, by renting out an Airbnb in Placerville. And it was just this cute little cottage. And we got away for a couple of days. We did a photo shoot with our friend Alexis. And they were beautiful photos just for us, not anything that we wanted to share on Instagram because we couldn't. (laughs) Um, But it was a beautiful and fun weekend. We had such a nice time just getting away, not having to deal or worry about family responsibilities, work responsibilities, or anything else. But we definitely hope that we can do something a little bit more for our one-year anniversary, which is coming up in March 2021. We'll see. We will see how COVID goes and if it behaves enough that we'll allow us to get away. Worst case scenario, we can always do another Airbnb experience and maybe just further out, you know, maybe somewhere we can still drive to, but 
make it still an experience where it's not somewhere we've been frequently or haven't been before. I've got a few ideas, so I'm keeping my fingers crossed that something works out where we can take off a little bit extra time together. The other thing that we've really worked on the last nine months or so, really the last couple of years, but this past year really helped actually. This is kind of one of those bright side moments that we discovered. Because I had to start working from home, I've been using my car less. And one of the really big, big ticket items that kind of came along with that was less gas usage, which in turn also meant not having to get my oil changed as much. And usually, depending on how much I drive, because before COVID, I would do a lot of driving down to the Bay Area or up north or out east going towards um, uh, like Tahoe and, you know, all those places. So a lot of driving and a lot of mileage increasing the frequency of getting my oil change. Not, you know, more than one, one to two times a year. So really not that bad, but it still adds up. And with not driving it, I, I got my oil change this year. However, I didn't have to necessarily. I was at, I was at 50%. So, I mean, technically I still could have gone quite a ways, but because we decided to do the Placerville trip, we were like, you know what, let's go ahead and let's just, it doesn't hurt anything. So we're just going to go ahead and do it. And so we got the oil changed and I hadn't gotten the oil changed since the previous year. So, and we're so far away from the next time that we even need to worry about it. So that was kind of one nice thing is saving money on oil changes and gas. And it's, it's crazy. It, I love it. And not eating out for me, I eat stuff that's at home. I just make myself a sandwich or I make myself a salad. And so we're saving money on eating out, at least for me. And then that way, my husband, he can still eat out if he wants to grab a quick lunch while he's out and about doing his jobs. And it's not as expensive because the both of us aren't doing that. I just stay home and eat from home. It's a really nice setup that we have. And I quite enjoy it. With, with that, because it saved us more money, we ended up deciding to go ahead and start putting more money down on our credit cards. And we had a couple thousand for both of us um, combined. So about, about 3,000 or so. And slowly but surely, having that extra money in our pockets from saving on gas, saving on uh, food and so forth, that has slowly or, or more quickly chipped away at the credit card debt. And I can safely now say we are officially paid off, which is a fantastic feeling. I, I do still have some left over. I shouldn't say some, it's about 12,000 left on my car, but that isn't the same as the credit card debt. That was always weighing on my shoulders for a number of years. And I just really wanted to get that taken care of. So now only having car loan debt, that is such a great feeling. And I need a car because if I do have to go back to the office or I get more photography jobs, I need to be able to travel and go take care of those. And it's just, it's a really great feeling. It's, it's one less stress off of our shoulders. And beyond that, still beyond all of that, the ability to be able to 
still save money. So not only were we paying off more on our credit cards, but still on the side, able to save up in our savings. And when I purchased my camera a little while ago, my biggest concern and the biggest holdoff that I had was not wanting to spend everything that was in my savings. I wanted to have a cushion left over and I did. And that was such an amazing feeling to buy a bit of an expensive camera and still have a great cushion for the just in case the emergency or something comes up, something breaks, something with our cars, just anything, I'm prepared. And that is a feeling I haven't felt in years. And I love it. (laughs) I always absolutely hated living paycheck to paycheck. That is the worst feeling I've ever experienced. And I never want to go back. So that's some really great news of something that we accomplished this year. Honestly, we thought by next year, probably summer of next year, we'll have everything paid off. And then this year just kind of end up happening and in a interesting way, pushed us in a more quicker way to, to handle it. So in a way, 2020 had some good stuff in it along with our marriage. (laughs) So kudos (laughs) um so that was another great thing um that's kind of like the big big items they were not foreseeable necessarily besides our us getting married um but the paying off the debt you know and all of that that was really great so i'm i'm so happy that we got that to work out so yay um now With regards to next year, I do have a number of plans. Now, like I said before, I'm not going to get my hopes up too much. I did a lot this year and I got very disappointed. So I think I'm in a way kind of trying to protect my heart and my mind from getting more disappointed than I already was. But I still have goals and I don't see anything wrong with having big goals and small goals. I think those are the best is you you chip away at the small goals and then slowly but surely that can also sometimes chip away at the bigger goals until all your goals are met and then you can make new ones. Usually your bigger goals are ones that take more time anyway. So you set yourself up with a lot of small goals, ones you know that you can accomplish within a specific time, window, whether it's a few months or a year, and then your bigger goals that you know might take a couple of years or just a little bit longer, you you have the time to do it or focus on it on the side. So pretty much what I decided this year is instead of using this year as originally planned to really expand my photography business, go more full-time with it, expand the marketing so that I'm really getting that clientele that I wanted, that I was focused on. I want to do weddings, more specifically elopements, and I know the things that I need to do in order to attract that. So instead of doing a lot of jobs this year, instead, I use that time to invest in myself, my training, my learning, my experience, and mainly doing online uh, webinars and classes to really learn as much as I can from people that have been doing it for a while 
and doing it right, doing it successfully. And so I was very choosy on who I learned information from. And I put a lot of trust in myself that I was doing the right thing. And I'm so pumped and so excited to put that information into great use going into the new year. And so I have a lot of plans and I've been doing a lot of behind the scenes working on things, which is probably why for those of you that do follow me on social media notice I this past year I just really haven't been posting a lot maybe every few days or once a week I'll, I'll post something random a picture a comment something but I'm not very active daily and a lot of it's just because my focus has been elsewhere and I know that can sometimes hurt you can sometimes break you but I wasn't worried about that I wanted to just gain better knowledge and better understanding of what I needed to do to make it right. And that's because it would lead up to the biggest goal we have for next year, which is me quitting my job. And I'm just going to say, I really hope that any of my coworkers that hear this don't tell my manager because I will give him plenty of notice. For one, my goal is I'm going to give him a one month advance notice. And I know that's not like a typical time frame that you give your manager, but I love my manager. I love all of the people I work with. I do love the company. I respect them. They've always been so helpful, so supportive, so amazing. And I've never once had a problem. And a lot of it's just due to the fact that I do my job. I do my job and I do it well. I, if I don't understand something, I ask questions. I, I've been around long enough to know how to offer suggestions that I know will make sense and can be implemented that will help everybody, not just myself. And I take suggestions from my, my uh, owners and from the managers and I do it. I don't sit there and question. I don't give lip. I don't give attitude. I take it as this is something else I can use for the rest of my life, not just for this company to make our clients happy and make myself a better customer service rep, but also to make myself better for anything I do in the future. And so I've really put myself in a place where financially we can afford it. And worst case scenario, if I'm like, I'm really bored and I'm not getting enough photography jobs, I can go get another job. I am not, I'm not ready to do another full-time job. I'm very much ready to take a break. I need it for my mental health. And it's not like one of those things like, oh, just take a week off of work. No, it's, this has been a long time coming. This has been through a lot of prayerful thought and talking with my husband and planning and it's it's definitely the right next step for me i have worked for years i've i've had a job since i was very young doing all sorts of things and i'm at a point where i'm very <laughs> in an effect broken down from all the different customer service jobs and this job especially broke me down in a different way. And again, I love my coworkers, every single one of them, great people. None of the problems that I have experienced with this job is from them. I love the platform. It has plenty of room for improvement, just like the rest of us, just like every other company out there. But I have nothing bad or negative to say about it. It's it's the, the clients that 
there's just a set of few that have really left a bad impression on me and really affected the way I look at things. And my biggest struggle, and I've talked about this before, my biggest personality trait that I have yet to conquer is patience. And I have it in a number of areas, but not in the areas where I feel it really matters and it really counts. And that's with people. I get impatient with people so quick. And it's embarrassing to admit and put out there, but I do. And it's, it's with very specific personality traits and it's in very specific circumstances. So I'm not going to say names or anything like that. I'll just give an example. So it hopefully kind of makes more sense of what I'm what I'm saying. Um, An example, uh, let's say I have a client and I let them know, uh, okay, so client A, you know, um, I've got some other clients, but I want to get you scheduled for a one on one so we can discuss your website. I can just kind of go over questions I've prepared and we can go over questions you've prepared and And then just also go over any changes or adjustments that you want to make. During that discussion, suddenly it turns into, well, how long is it going to take you to get this work done? Um, Well, we'll need a couple days. Well, is there any way you can go faster? Uh, Unfortunately, no, because, you know, we're working with other clients to also help them get set up. If it goes faster, it'll go faster. But I just don't want to promise you in case maybe something you ask for takes longer than expected. Or let's say a tool breaks, there's a bug, something stops working or formatting the way that it should. Now I have to wait on engineering to fix it before I can complete the task that you've requested. So there's a lot of factors and reasons why we give a time window. Usually I say three to five business days. Most of the time, my turnaround is within a few hours to a day at most, which is very, very quick in comparison to a lot of other companies that are much, much bigger, but also with a ton more clients. We are definitely on the smaller end scope of company. When are this huge company that has thousands of workers, you know, we're a much smaller local company that happens to have a reach nationwide. We just don't have, you know, a lot of workers. So we will evenly place the workload, but it doesn't always mean that things get done within the same day or within the hour that you email it. So the difficulty is getting them to understand timeframes and why. The other thing is a lot of people, they love the price, but it's a template platform. And for anybody who's ever worked on a website, whether they've, you know, gone with a company and had them build it and worked on whatever their platform can do, or you've built your own website, anybody out there that has any sort of website editing experience or building a website on a template platform knows you get designs and then you work within the parameters. Now you'll have boxes or spaces where you can put information. If there's no box or no space, then that means that that template or the the platform does not allow information or things to go there. So you have to move on and find another place for whatever it is you're trying to insert. You have to work within the parameters of the template you've chosen or the templates that are available on the platform. That's how it works. Ours is no different. 
sometimes, like template, other template platforms, sometimes you can insert additional code to kind of maybe it doesn't allow you to change the color of a certain button. Um, sometimes through a special code, sometimes you can affect a certain button, but that's not always the case. So there's a lot of factors and a lot of things that come into play. So it's great that the price works for you, but it doesn't mean that you can completely customize things head, head to toe. There's still certain limitations. And I found it very difficult that people don't always seem to understand that. And I can understand why that's hard or difficult because if you've never built a website before, you're not gonna understand those limitations because you've never experienced it firsthand. But it doesn't mean on the opposite end that the person telling you it can't be done is lying. <laughs> you know, I it's not to say that everybody out there is a let's get it done no matter what it takes and I want to help you. But I am that kind of way and I have no reason to lie to a client and say we can't do something when I know very well we could. It just might take a little bit more effort. And I'm a very transparent person and I think when I do lose my patience or I do get frustrated with my clients, I become more firm and more assertive in the way I talk to them. And that can rub off to certain people the wrong way, as if I'm defiant and rebellious and I don't want to help them. So I have to sit there and really keep myself as calm as possible and remind them, look, I want to help you. I want to make this a beautiful website and it will be there are just certain limitations that we have to work with. This is one of them, or I can't do it this way, but I can do it that way. Here's an example. And sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. And then when we finally cave and do what they ask for, things start breaking because we're going beyond what the template allows and it starts breaking other things and then they're frustrated about that. So it's a, it's a very precarious situation. And as much as I love building websites because it gives me the ability to be creative, gives me the ability to work with people, and I love making people happy. I really do. I, I love hearing the smile like you can literally hear hear sorry hear the smile in their voice they're happy they're ecstatic they're ready to go live they're ready to do this thing and i thrive off that because i know how i feel when i finish making a website everything looks good everything is perfect it's how i want it for that time being because i always keep changing things um but uh but either way having the ability to make people happy and give them as much as they want as as within my ability or within the ability of the platform is is such a plus for me like it's my frosting on the cake to be honest and i want to do that for people as much as possible but when they start getting to that unreasonable time expectation or rude or yelling raising their voice using bad words using bad language I, I really start to lose my patience and my cool. And it's like all the energy I have to stay patient and kind and kill them with kindness and a nice sweet voice and not sound condescending. <laughs> and for anyone out there listening who has been through this before, I think each of us have definitely been here in the same position. So I'm sure you can sympathize with all of that ranting that I just did. But but because of that, I've just been so broken down by all those different 
difficult situations, realizing that for me to heal and be the person that I need to be for myself, for my husband, for my family, I need to do something different. I, I need something different. I need to move on and I also need a break. And so that has led up to the decision to allow me to no longer work for this company. Now, again, I don't have an exact ETA on when that's going to happen, but the goal is for it to be in 2021. So I'm very excited and very much looking forward to the day where I can turn in my one month notice and <laughs> hopefully not hear anybody cry because that will, I, I, I don't know about anybody else, but when a woman cries, I feel the sympathy inside my heart. But if any men cry around me, like I can legitimately see them crying, like they are brought to tears, they're feeling it inside, I lose my crap. I, I lose it. I, I lose all control. The tears are flowing. My heartstrings are being played with constantly. And I just, it, it hits me in a very specific way because it seems so, so additionally genuine. And that just hits me in such a special different way than like if my mom cries for instance I love my mom but my mom is a very tender compassionate person so she's going to cry for somebody else or she's going to cry at a moving moment in a in a tv program or a movie even I'm guilty of doing the same thing sometimes more often than I used to um whereas if my father cries at something that's a much more unusual moment you know if my husband cries at something that's a much more unusual moment he just doesn't cry it's not that he doesn't feel things it's just he's not as emotional as i am or my mom is so when he cries it hits me a very special way where i cannot control and i'm crying with him i don't even know why we're crying i'm just crying with him and <laughs> so that is basically the way that it goes and uh so with all of that said, I, I'm really hoping that that doesn't happen to me when I turn in my one month notice, but that is a, a goal of mine. And, and I don't see any reason why, because I don't have a plan on having another job to follow up when I quit this one. It's just purely, I'm going to give the one month. So that way, if I need to train anybody or take care of any accounts before I hand them off, I'm all set. I'm good to go hasta la vista you know and so I'm really looking forward to that like I don't know if you can hear the smile in my voice but I am very looking forward to making that happen and I would say between that and doing more with my photography are my two biggest goals so fingers crossed COVID willing 2021 willing I can make those two big goals happen <laughs> So that was a lot of ranting. So I'm just going to apologize in advance for all of that. And I do appreciate you listening to my rant. Um, and I, I just, I really appreciate everybody's support. I mean, it's been what an incredible, I've been doing this for a year now. I started in, no, I, I take that back a little bit more than a year. I've been doing the podcast and not that I've been doing it often, just randomly. And I'm not going to lie and say, I'm going to keep posting once a week or once a month or whatever. I'm going to post when I feel good and ready to post. When I feel like I have something to say, that's when I'm going to record it and that's when I'm going to post it. 
So for all of those that have asked me to do another one, thank you for being patient. For those of you that give recommendations or suggestions on what I should talk about, thank you. It super helps and please keep it up. <laughs> and I will try to get some people with me. It's been very difficult. I recently finally figured out how to get uh, someone else recorded and then how to edit it together so that we can do it together. So we'll see how it works out. Um, I'm going to do a little trial and error, hopefully with my friend Lisi in the next couple of weeks, just kind of talking about small businesses and how it's affected them um, with COVID and the shutdowns and everything. So that will hopefully, fingers crossed, be the next episode, but we'll see how it goes with just our schedules and everything else. But Again, thank you all so much for listening and sticking around and putting up with my ranting and talking about just so many random things. But please be with me when I say goodbye 2020. See ya never.